Welcome to the WP Tonic This Week in WordPress and SaaS podcast, where Jonathan Denwood interviews the leading experts in WordPress, e-learning, and online marketing to help WordPress professionals launch their own SaaS. Welcome back, folks, to the WP Tonic Show This Week in WordPress and SaaS. We've got a great guest. I know I do say that every week, but I actually really mean it this week. We've got Arthur, and he's from Extendify. It's a really, in- I don't quite know to explain what it is. It's much more than a plugin, but I'm going to let Arthur do that. Um, we're going to be talking about the problems with an open source platform like WordPress when it comes to onboarding. Can some of the problems that are linked to some of the inherent strengths of WordPress that lead to inconsistent UX design be overcome or improved. It's going to be a fascinating discussion. Um, Before we go into the main meat and potato of it, I've got a couple messages from our major sponsors. We'll be back in a few moments, folks. Are you looking for ways to make your content more engaging? Sensei LMS by Automatic is the original WordPress solution for creating and selling online courses. Sensei's new interactive blocks can be added to any WordPress page or post. For example, interactive videos let you pause videos and display quizzes, lead generation forms, surveys, and more. For a 20% off discount for the tribe, just use the code WPTONIC, all one word, when checking out and give Sensei a try today. The importance of backing up your WordPress website cannot be emphasized enough. We use BlogVault to help us do this on a daily basis. With free staging, migrations, and on the pro plans, malware scanning and autofix, BlogVault is the professional's choice when managing just one website or many. Go to blogvault.com and see for yourself. You seriously won't find a better, more complete solution. That's blogvault.com, blogvault.com. We're coming back. So I'm going to let Arthur introduce himself. So Arthur, um, maybe you can give us a quick background about yourself, about Extendify and what led you to, with your your co-founder, what led to you starting Extendify? Yeah, definitely. Yeah, thanks for having me, Jonathan. It's, you know, it's funny... I've had you in my ear for years now through the podcast. I I want to apologize about that. No, and uh, it's funny. I've I've spent many walks with my dog uh, listening to to the WP uh, Tonic podcast. And because of everything going on in the world, we haven't really had a chance to spend time together. And then finally this year, we got to, to catch up a bit in in Portugal and then in San Diego and, and that's, uh, that's pretty cool. It's been, it's been, uh, really nice to actually get to spend some time together and, and trade notes. And, um, I look forward to more of that in the, in the coming, in the coming years, but yeah, thanks for having me. So, uh, I'm Arthur Grabowski. Uh, if, if, if folks have seen the spelling of my name, it's Artur, but I go by Arthur because that makes it easier for everyone. And, I am, in the grand scheme of things, newer to the WordPress ecosystem than than lots of the folks that that I I, I work with here, and I think that's been a really a, a big advantage, and that that's something that I've leaned into also in taking some perspectives from outside of the ecosystem and trying to introduce them here and 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 figure out how we can 
leverage the the all, all the awesome work people are doing in the software world outside of WordPress and bring some of that in, in here as well. And so I kind of going way back, I started out on the software development front in both kind of a research setting and then in a more traditional kind of Silicon Valley startup uh, setting and then pivoted towards more of the business world where I spent a bulk of my career at companies like Adobe. Uh, so a lot of, lots of folks know Adobe for the creative tools, the Photoshop and Illustrator and that. There's also a large enterprise marketing product part of that business. And so my team was involved in, in building a lot of those through a variety of acquisitions and investments and, and bringing together some, some multi-billion dollar businesses there, which, which was a really fun, fun set of projects to work on. And then I really came into the WordPress ecosystem when I joined Automatic and, and my co-founder, Chris Lubkurt, and I joined Automatic around the same time mm-hmm. and really got to spend spend time on everything sort of related to, to how does uh, WordPress and Automatic grow across its businesses, whether that's WordPress.com, WordPress VIP, Jetpack, WooCommerce. And it was a really cool opportunity to spend time with that team, with Matt, and really dive deep into this amazing ecosystem that all of us know so well and, and where, where there are strengths and weaknesses and opportunities. And in particular, what was interesting to me was coming in and, and, and seeing work around uh, Gutenberg, which we can talk more about Gutenberg, but the coming from Adobe, we had spent a lot of time thinking about what does the future of web editing, web authoring look like? And and we saw from our own tools and everyone else's tools that block-based editing is really where things were headed. And so when 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 I saw Gutenberg, I was super excited about it. You know, the, the, there's uh, you know, a lot, lots of folks that have been in the ecosystem for a long time have various opinions about the product side of things and the rollout of it, et cetera. But it, it, when when I looked at WordPress and a state of the ecosystem where the the base built-in editor was really very hard and limiting for average users. This is this this looked like a huge step forward to me. Mm-hmm. And so, anyway, this was kind of that initial deep dive into into WordPress and and what Chris and I observed and and decided to to pursue was this this the state of um, for the average kind of new user to WordPress for whom WordPress remains challenging, we saw an opportunity to leverage Gutenberg and build a set of solutions on top of WordPress to, to make it a, uh, you know, almost kind of like a Wix-like experience, an experience that is, that is easy to get started, be successful in building a digital experience. And we decided to build those tools specifically for WordPress hosts so that uh, as a way to deliver those, uh, those experiences to users when a user first signs up for WordPress and before a user has a chance to fail, that is like an important component of what we're doing is we didn't want to just build another plugin that users kind of stumble into. We wanted to build a set of services and experiences for WordPress hosts to deliver to their users so that they can offer this world-class SaaS-like website building experience on top of core WordPress and, and do it in a way that decreases their churn, grows that host's revenue, and, and makes everyone successful at the end of the day. That's fantastic, Arthur. Um, a follow-through question. Um, you know, basically, I, I think Jetpack was seen 
as a solution to some of the inconsistencies and onboarding feedback which they were probably receiving. That was the strong impression. I'm not for sure, but that was the strong impression. I think that, and this is based solely, I've had no quantified internal information. This is totally just my opinion. I feel that that's been given up on. Um, I don't, I think the idea that Jetpack was going to help in solving some of the onboarding UX consistent problems has been given up on. Um, That's my impression. And you, I think you've got two ways of making, either you find a, a niche in WordPress and you build I'm focusing on plugins. You find a niche and you can make a really good living still if you find a niche because the WordPress um, platform is so enormous. Or you can really try and solve something that's really difficult Mm -hmm. and and you're going big. You're trying to solve something that's really difficult and obviously you're going big with it so i really admire your um you attempting this because so um that was a little bit long-winded but um so i presume that is the significant problem that you're trying to solve with extendify is of all its strengths that WordPress brings to the table, one of its biggest weaknesses is is the onboarding experience, in my opinion. I presume, and you seem to be saying that, that is what you're attempting to try and make better. First of all, obviously you come to the conclusion that it's a norm, it is a big problem. Obviously you've come to the conclusion that it can be improved quite a bit. Yeah, that's right. You know, there's a lot there. I'll say that onboarding is a, it's a big term and I think a lot goes into it. I think that there are elements of onboarding that core will address, but because WordPress has to serve so many different use cases, so many different types of users, it will never become a, an overly opinionated experience that really meets the expectations of this small and medium business user that we're primarily serving that, that, um, you know, business that is creating a, a website for its yoga studio or a law firm or manufacturing business needs that website to kind of help them really create a compelling experience. There, there are elements of that core we'll never do. And onboarding is, there is that initial first touch experience, which for us, that is a product we call Extendify Launch. And this is, again, one of these products that a a host anywhere in the world can come in and work with us, partner with us to offer that onboarding experience for their users. And when they do, it is a, this seamless experience where a host, you know, redirects their users to WordPress. We will take over that initial first touch experience and onboard those users in a goal-based onboarding, which means we're not just offering pretty designs. We ask a user, what are you trying to achieve with your website? And if they tell us that they are trying to 
schedule events or appointments or sell products, et cetera. We will deliver to them different designs, different functional components, and really make something that is, it feels really bespoke to that user. And importantly, it is the websites that we onboard users to are built 100% with with core Gutenberg components. We don't have our own page editor. We don't have our own blocks even. And, And what's important there is we think core is amazing and we want to just make core more usable for that average user, which means we'll get the user started with that initial launch experience. But then after they get through that, they are just using the core editor. If they need support with something, if they need help, they're just looking for help with how to use the block editor or how to use site editing. They're not looking for, hey, how do I do this extendify thing? And that's really important to us. But then I think onboarding goes beyond just that. What is that first touch experience of going from zero to a site that's like 80% ready? How do we keep going? And, And there we have two other modules to extendify. One is called assist, which is you can think of as this smart contextual to-do list of what is the next most important thing for this website owner to create. And we still think of that as an extension of onboarding because assist, extendify assist lives with you throughout the life cycle of your website. It is what you use to you know set up some of the initial stuff like upload a logo, a, an icon, change the site tag. We 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 guide users through all of that, uploading images, all that stuff. But then we'll guide users through things they're going to be doing three months down the road and and that they shouldn't have to think about day one of creating their website, but they will need to think about three months down the line. So that's kind of a second module. And the third module that we, we're offering to users now is, is the Extendify library. This is actually the one piece of Extendify a user can find on their own through the .org repo of plugins. Everything else I've talked about is really delivered through a partnership with host. But the library, uh, the free version of the library is something someone can download on their own. And it is a library of pre-configured patterns and templates using, again, only core blocks. And it's done in a way, in this really cool way where we... um, we show the library, we show these designs to users pre-rendered using their, or rendered live using their theme and, and styling decisions on their website. So what they see in the library reflects all of the colors and typography and all the other decisions they've made on their website. So it's, it looks like a very personalized experience for them. And so I say all that again, to go back to this idea of onboarding for us goes beyond the first five minutes of getting started with WordPress. We cover that and we do that really well. We do it in a cool way that no one else in the world has done and it leverages all the sort of latest and greatest of of core Gutenberg. But we continue to live with that user and guide them along the way throughout that life cycle so that they don't fail on day three or day five or day seven, that they keep going, they're successful, they build a larger website, they're spending more on their website so that the host partners that we work with are able to grow their businesses and everyone's happy and everyone succeeds together. And when you think about all of that put together, there's no way Core is going to do that. There, and, 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 and if Core chips away at little pieces of it, we'll just implement, we'll leverage that. Like we don't need to replicate what Core is doing. We're contributors to Core through Five for the Future. We love what Core is doing. But all this other stuff that added kind of like value layer for getting small, medium business websites up and running and continuing to grow, that's where, really where we're leaning in and, and, and have a real advantage in, in the experience that we're building. Yeah, um, just to wrap up the discussion before we go for a mid-break, I, I see that 
obviously there's some enormous hosting companies now, GoDaddy, WP Engine, um, Liquid Web. It's a very fragmented market, though, when you actually look at the statistics. But I see it. I see it playing out, and which is what WP Tonic is. We're we're a hosting boutique solution, um, and this is how I see it. I see you have your giants like GoDaddy, but I see there being a host of what I, in my own mind, call Arthur boutique hosting providers, and that traditionally. It's been there a little bit, but they've utilised multi-site to provide that. And in my mind, and I'm not having a go, you end up with a kind of SaaS WordPress solution with all the all the negative sides of a SaaS product of lack of ownership, not having any flexibility to utilise all the power of all those 60,000 plugins that are available out there. But I see that there's a middle ground between boutique hosting providers and not utilising multi-site and the non-specialised hosting providers. What do you think, what I've just outlined, do you think I'm on the right track or do you think I'm deluding myself? I think it highlights what's so cool about WordPress is you can do a little bit of everything. You can create a kind of WordPress as a service solution, specifically targeting, you know, learning management or, or some sort of, you know, um, nonprofit website sector, et cetera. You can do all that. I think that's, I think that's really cool. And it reflects the flexibility of WordPress. I think as long as users know what they're signing up for, that's great. I think, what, you know, to, to your point, I think it's possible for someone to create an experience that that that's not transparent to users about exactly what they're getting. But I think one of our core beliefs with, with building so closely on top of core WordPress and not introducing separate components, et cetera, into the Extendify experience has been we want to get users... Um, you know, every advantage in being successful in creating their WordPress website, but we don't want to limit them in any way, which means because we only use core, core components, Extendify websites are compatible with every WordPress website. And so all those 60,000 plugins that you describe, all of them work. As long as they work with, you know, the latest versions of WordPress, they work with Extendify. And that's, and, and that's important to us. But what I will also say is as much as the plugin repo of 60,000 plugins is an advantage of WordPress. It, it, it's it's also a an issue. And I'm not saying anything new. Lots of people have said this too, right? There's yeah. the very the variability in quality in support levels, etc., is massive and that's very hard for new users. Well it's to a it's a flea market, isn't it? It is. It is. That's right. You don't know where some who's working on it, where it came from, et cetera, whether it's someone's side project they just created for themselves and it happened to blow up or if it's a real company behind it. And I will say that is a place where we also believe it is our, it is our responsibility to guide users to better decisions around what functionality, functionality they use. And so someone uses Extendify, they can use any plugin they want in the repo, but we will also help them make some decisions along the way 
to make sure that they are using products that we know are supported, are backed by real teams where the, the code is sound. And we do so in a way, though, that is goal-oriented. I, I think what's what, what's lost sometimes in a community of developers who really have a deep understanding of how things work in WordPress is that a brand new user coming to WordPress who wants, for example, to start up a newsletter, they're not thinking about the fact that they need a contact form to collect information, email addresses and names. Then they need some sort of CRM to manage all those contacts and lists, et cetera, you know, essentially some sort of uh, list management solution. And then they need some sort of email sending solution to actually send those out. And there are multiple components associated with this. A, a new user coming to WordPress doesn't know that, right? They just want to send a newsletter. And so for us, we don't ask a user if they want a contact form. We ask a user what their goal is. And if their goal is to build a news newsletter email list, we will bring in the right components that together solve that problem based on the goal the user told us about. And the user can always swap out any of those components. It's all still all open source. It's still all flexible. But by, by focusing on, you know, there's this term often used in software and elsewhere of jobs to be done. We think about the job to be done. And if the job to be done is to help a user engage with their customers through email, we will solve that job to be done with the right components, with plugins that we know are scalable, backed by real companies, so the user doesn't have to make that decision. And so in doing this, we kind of leverage the best of both worlds. We have this repo of 60,000 plugins to, to pick the best from that we know will solve the problem for a user, but we also get to curate and make sure that that user is going to be successful. That's fantastic. I've got a question, a follow-up question of what you just said, but we can leave that for the second half. We're going for our break, folks. We'll be back in a few moments. Hey, it's Vince from LaunchFlows.com. If you've been looking for a fast and easy way to create powerful sales funnels on WordPress, then look no further than LaunchFlows. In just minutes, you can easily create instant registration, upsells, downsells, order bumps, one-click checkouts, one-time offers, custom thank you pages, and best of all, no coding is required. For as little as $50 per year, you can own and control your entire sales funnel machine with LaunchFlows. Get your copy today. This podcast episode is brought to you by Lifter LMS, the leading learning management system solution for WordPress. If you or your client are creating any kind of online course, training-based membership website, or any type of e-learning project, Lifter LMS is the most secure, stable, well-supported solution on the market. Go to lifterlms.com and save 20% at checkout with coupon code PODCAST20. That's PODCAST20. Enjoy the rest of your show. We're coming back. I just want to point out, you just listened to some of our great sponsors. If you go to WPTonic slash deals, there's some exclusive offers only offered to you, the WPTonic listener and viewer from our sponsors. Plus, I have a list of recommendations of plugins for Pacific Solutions. They've all been tested by myself personally, and I think they're the best. Um, they're all listed on that page. 
Um, they are affiliate links as well, um, but I they are under my personal recommendation as well. You like I say, you can get all those goodies by going over to WP Tonic slash deals. Plus, you can sign up for the WP Tonic newsletter, which you get in your inbox every week, which is just a fabulous newsletter. And you can sample my insights around WordPress and tech. Um, I totally agree and followed what you were saying in the first half of the show, but you're also putting a really big target on your back, you and your company, because obviously recommending what you see honestly as the best solution means you're excluding somebody else. And when they find out that you're excluding them from that list, you become not their friend. They are somebody that doesn't say hello to you at a word camp. They walk past you without saying hello. You're no longer part of their WordPress community, Arthur. Uh, um, how you seem a very nice person, very businesslike, but I would imagine there's been some conversations going your way and as you build this business, I would imagine these conversations are going to get a bit more intense. Um, Have you rationalised that in your own mind, not being very popular with a few people? Yeah, I think we'll... I, th- I, I think I think we'll, we will be quite popular with, with with lots of folks. You know, there's... Just generally speaking, I think one of the things that's been so energizing is how supportive the community has been of what we're doing because our goal essentially, so our our overarching goal is we want to make um, our direct customer is a WordPress host and we want to, through our partners, our, our, uh, the WordPress host that, that we partner with, we want to make WordPress users more successful. If WordPress users are more successful then they stay in WordPress instead of churning to Wix or Shopify or Squarespace. And so our end goal, our North Star, our mission of making those users successful and thus making those host partners successful keeps more users in the space so they can buy more plugins, spend more money on developer services, spend more money on hosting, and instead of those valuable users going elsewhere. And we know from our host partners that when users fail in WordPress, they then point their domains to Wix. I mean, that, that's, where, that's where these users go. They're not going to another WordPress host. They're, they're, they're leaving the ecosystem. And so we're very aligned. It's why the community has been so supportive of what we're doing because we're keeping people in WordPress and, 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 and helping the, the WordPress ecosystem grow. Now, more specifically to your question around plugins, there are kind of two, uh, two ways to, to answer that, why we're going to be supporting so many different plugins. One is... Um, using the example of a newsletter, as I, as I was saying before, we can recommend different newsletter solutions for different use cases because every product has its strengths. And so potentially a product has strength for someone who's using a newsletter as a, as a writer and is doing a lot of kind of publishing, et cetera, versus maybe there's another newsletter that's better for sending deals and offers or something like that. Who knows what the case may be. But, but because of that, it doesn't mean that we're just picking one winner and that is the only company that's going to be recommended. The second part of this is, again, we work very closely with our host partners in making sure that they are successful in making their users successful. And so 
we've already had situations where a, a we go to a host partner and say and we say that for these types of goals we recommend these plugins these solutions and a host will tell us oh well we actually already work with this other solution we already have a great partnership with them we love working with them and so we honor that and so we will recommend that solution in the situation so that that host can continue to build their business in the way that they want to and so i think it's actually unlikely that we're going to say Hey, this is this plugin, the only one for for all users in, in in all use cases. And what's really powerful there is the more granular and specific we can be around why we are recommending a plugin mm-hmm. in a certain situation, the higher quality leads we are bringing to that plugin. Because if someone in if we bring a you know some whatever plugin we keep talking about newsletters, some newsletter plugin to to a user because they specifically told us they're in an industry and they have a goal and they have certain, you know, they've made certain decisions that make the, we believe make them a really good fit for that plugin. That is an extremely valuable user that we are bringing to that plugin developer, a user that is highly, highly qualified versus someone that just stumbled upon this plugin because they saw it on some listicle somewhere on the internet, you know, this is an extremely qualified lead that has told us specifically, this is what they want. And so because of that, we think we're going to be very, very close partners of the plugin developers, in addition to close partners of the, of the WordPress hosts in, in, in building out their businesses as well. Yeah, I totally follow it. The only um, comment I would say is that automatic um, and their linkage with wordpress.org they have been adamant about not going into the business of curation. You know, they've refused to go down that path mm-hmm. for some ways understandable reasons, which I think I outlined to you, mm-hmm. not becoming a target. Sure. Um, but that's had consequences. And I think they um, felt that jetpack, and they got criticism around jetpack because some commentators thought it was a total takeover play mm-hmm. of the whole ego but i could see why they were attempting it i think that as i think you agreed i think that semi failed um for various reasons um so i totally understand it and it does need to be improved um but how do you improve it without causing a lot of drama and let's face it the wordpress community loves its drama doesn't it uh, um so um you know what i'll what i'll just say there though is whether you look at wordpress.com or other you know really high quality wordpress hosts um they've attempted elements of this themselves Yes. Now, now, what you run into in most cases with most hosts is they're not software companies. They are infrastructure companies. And so they try to build some sort of experience layer on top of WordPress. And it's not successful. And, and I mean, I think we can all think of examples where where some, some WordPress host has, you know, created three or five iterations of some experience like this. And they keep moving on to the next iteration because it's really hard infrastructure companies have certain core competencies, certain things they're really good at, and trying to be a different type of company, a software service company at the same time, that's really hard, right? And and, and so you'll, you'll see the same thing over and over again. Well, they'll bring in a new team to build a new experience, but it's still not successful. And, and, and so 
the, to, to your comment around, you know, uh, WordPress.org has, hasn't taken a certain position around curation. I think that's true, but hosts have. The problem is not all hosts, and actually most hosts, with the exception of maybe a handful or so, um, don't have the resources to do this themselves for their users. And really by Extendify becoming the service layer, this experience layer for the entire WordPress hosting community, we're essentially democratizing great experiences for all for all WordPress hosts who don't have the resources, the teams, et cetera, to build these experiences themselves. No, that's, that, you know, when you did some outreach to me before we met at Porto, um, I quickly grasped what you were trying to do. And I've, I've been impressed by what you and your founder and your team are trying to do because this is not easy. If this was easy, um, other people would have done it. Um, doesn't mean it can't be done. I just think I am impressed with your ambition. Um, um, because this isn't easy, um, but the things that are worth normally doing aren't easy. Um, um, We're going to wrap up the podcast part of the show. Arthur's agreed to stay on. You can watch all the interview on the WP Tonic YouTube channel. Please go over there to watch the rest of the interview, and please give us a thumbs up and subscribe to the channel because it does really help the podcast, the channel, and WP Tonic to produce content like this. So, Arthur, what's the best way for people to find out more about you and Extendify? Yeah, absolutely. Extendify.com is is the best way to learn more about the product. At Extendify Inc. on Twitter is also a good way to keep up with us. And I love chatting with folks in the WordPress ecosystem. I mean, certainly hosts, that's where we're spending a ton of our time, but also uh, product developers or anyone else in the ecosystem. Um, A-R-T-U-R at Extendify.com. Feel free to reach out to me and we'd love to chat. That's great. Like I say, we're going to wrap up the podcast part of the show. We're not going to have a show next week because it's Thanksgiving but we've got some fantastic guests in December and in the new year. Um, Please join us. Um, We'll see you soon, folks. Bye. Hey, thanks for listening. We really do appreciate it. Why not visit the Mastermind Facebook group? And also to keep up with the latest news, click wp-tonic.com forward slash newsletter. We'll see you next time.